The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. This is the first EPL show of the new year. So happy new year to you guys. Hopefully we start with some winners. Last time out, we should have had more winners than we did. I warmed myself and you guys collectively about some situational spots here. Burnley off a humiliation. We took West Ham. Leicester off two wins. We took Leicester at home to Cardiff. So really annoyed, particularly about those two picks. But then, of course, there were some others that we nailed spot on. We took Chelsea in a really good spot at Palace at a good price. Pretty much guaranteed Liverpool would win that game against Arsenal. That should have been the lock as I watched the game and then listened back to what I said and how the game would be won, it was 100% spot on, spot on analysis there. And I really should have locked up Liverpool. I actually predicted them to win by more than three goals on this podcast and didn't make that my lock, even though it was within the price realm. Gave lockbetting.com customers a nice parlay on Sunday, which recouped some of the units from that Tottenham loss. Where did that come from? I know I should have locked up Liverpool, but to be honest, getting Tottenham against Wolves and Liverpool against Arsenal at the same price on paper, you just automatically divert to Tottenham, especially the, the, the form that they're in. And had Arsenal gone and got a draw at Liverpool, I would have kicked myself even more because Tottenham were going into that game off the back of scoring 11 in their last two. And they were 1-0 up as well. And it looked like the lock was coming in comfortably. And then all of a sudden, that's the Premier League for you. That's how it can turn around a 20-minute period an inferior team can score three goals and win the game against the hottest team in the league. That's what can happen. A newly promoted inferior team can score three goals away against the hottest team in the league and win by three goals to one. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I can't kick myself about that too much other than the fact I didn't take Liverpool as the lock. However, in saying that, the parlay did land so the parlay did land. The uh, the underdog did nothing for us on that one. And um, as I've already mentioned, the lock failed to land. So a bad ending to 2018 for our locks, taking us to respectable 17 and 6, though, for the season. I would have taken that at the start of the season if you told me we'd be sitting at 17 and 6. 
with our locks at this stage of the season, I would have taken that. But I really should have continued to ride out Man United. I think we destroyed the feng shui of the show there by by stopping giving out the lock at the start and opening with Man United orientated chatter at the start I think we uh, we messed up though should have carried on sticking with it we could get back to it this week we'll see what we do Man United don't play until Wednesday away to Newcastle does have lock potential but we will run through the New Year's Day's New Year's Day games first um, and see if we can find anything there because there is one game that sticks out to me situationally and that will be the third game that we cover. So let's run through the first two and this first one has no appeal to me at all because it features two of the most Jekyll and Hyde teams in the league. Two teams I haven't been able to get a grip of all season and that's Everton and Leicester was wrong with both picks for both their games last time out. Everton are at home. They start the game as even money favourites. It's 12 to 5, the draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Leicester. What do we do with this game? I have no idea because all three results are a possibility. Leicester could wrap up their Christmas with three wins and a loss, and people will still be looking at Claude PL because he lost at home to Cardiff. Whereas Everton, if they lost this game, would, would end Christmas with three losses and a win, and people would be questioning Marco Silva or they can do the very very Everton thing of having two wins and two draws and then Leicester would have sorry two wins and two losses and then Leicester would have two wins and two losses and they'd be right back where they were at the start of Christmas with people looking at their manager and their manager being the favourite to lose his job next whereas Everton will be right where they should be in seventh place having made no progress this season and pretty much just being exactly where most people would expect them to be, while Leicester will still be where most people expect them to be. Uh, these two teams are so, so hard to get a hold of and, and work out. You can't even look at things like the over-unders here because at Leicester were having a prolific run of unders then all of a sudden got into a a shootout with, with Manchester City so you can't even you can't even call that then Leicester are a team that go and win at Chelsea and then lose at home to Cardiff Everton are a team that lose 6-2 at home to Tottenham then win 5-1 away to Burnley and then end up with a game which finishes 1-0 in defeat away to Brighton you just you just can't do anything with these two if I didn't have to give out a pick here. I would honestly just turn around and say, walk away from this game. Do not start your year of betting with Everton versus Leicester. But because I have to give a pick out here and because it will give these two teams symmetry over the Christmas period with Everton having two wins and two losses and Leicester having two wins and two losses and the pressure being back on Claude PL once again and Everton sitting in their rightful spot of seventh place being one point of um, sorry two points ahead of Leicester by winning this game which seems about right I'm going to hesitantly take Everton here at even money but it's a big stay away this game up next, you've got Arsenal against Fulham, where Arsenal are the two to five favourites to win this game. It's four to one the draw, and it's seven to one on Fulham. It's unfortunate that we can't take Arsenal here in this spot as an outright. Um, we'll see what happens 
on the day. But as things stand, Arsenal at 2-5 to five is just outside what we can take. It doesn't matter, though, because... Arsenal and Fulham are two teams that can't really defend. I'll be really surprised if Arsenal are able to come out of this with a clean sheet because they've struggled to do so all season. And that's reflective of the price where it's six to four for Arsenal to win to nil. I'm not going to take Arsenal and both teams to score because I'm going to, just in case Arsenal do take a clean sheet, I'm going to take the cover of that, which is Arsenal to win and over two and a half goals in this game, which is available at four to five. It gives us more cover than the both teams to score bet because Arsenal could easily and should easily win this game three or four nil and not allow Fulham to score. And uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette and Ozil should all have a lot of fun here like they did in the game where Arsenal beat Fulham 5-1 earlier on in the season. But I'm going to be conservative and take that pick at 4-5 of Arsenal to win and over two and a half goals in this game. The final game on Tuesday, which is surprisingly inside of our price realm. It's funny how quickly things change. You, you wouldn't have been getting the price of 4-7 to seven on Tottenham had they not lost at home to Wolves and had Cardiff not beaten Leicester so even though we fucked up on those games we are now reaping the benefits of it Cardiff are 11 to 2 the draw is 3 to 1 and Tottenham are 4 to 7 you have to look at Tottenham to bounce back in this spot they may rotate some players but the players that will, will come in are still very very good players you may see Eric Lamella get a chance here. You may even see Harry Kane rested, but that hasn't bothered Tottenham at all this season. They've still been able to put teams away comfortably without Harry Kane. Look at Arsenal in the cup where they knocked him out 2-0. So it doesn't matter who plays. Tottenham have got much better quality than Cardiff and will bounce back. They're actually a better team away from home this season than they are at home, which is another interesting statistic where Tottenham have lost three games. Uh, sorry, Four games, if you count the Champions League defeat against Barcelona as well at Wembley this season. So they are actually a better team away from home. And I think that I like the price here of Tottenham winning this game at 4-7. to seven. Cardiff have had a decent Christmas for, for them, for a relegation team. Yeah, they lost to Man United, but they bounced back with a very good draw at Palace. And then a shock win at Leicester. They come home here where I also think that they are are not as good at home because they have to play to the pressure of their home fans and it means they can't be so tight and they have to attack a little bit more in front of their home fans whereas away from home they can sit back which has been proven by the two clean sheets that they've got away to Crystal Palace and away to Leicester whereas here it's not really as acceptable to sit in as deep and uh, and try and park that bus they will have to come out and play Tottenham are going to find the gaps and as much as I want to get back on the Man United train because they're playing so well, I think this is a far better spot to lock up Tottenham here to bounce back and beat Cardiff at Cardiff on the Tuesday night game. We now move on to Wednesday's games. And uh, the first game I'm going to look at is Bournemouth versus Watford, where the bookies are not able to split these two, even though it's at Bournemouth. So Bournemouth are 6-4, to four, Watford are 6-4, to four, and the draw is available... Sorry, I've lost my track there. The draw is available at five to two. Um, that immediately makes me lean towards uh, Bournemouth. But I think the more wiser bet for this game would be to take both teams to score. They are very, very free-scoring teams. And um, 
I do think that both teams will find a score sheet here. I can't see either one of them keeping a clean sheet against the other. Defence is the strength of neither and attacking and good free-throwing football is, is the strength of both. I would think that this would be a good game to put on TV. It's not going to be one of the televised games, but sometimes they do have to fill their quota of putting teams on TV and everybody needs to be seen at least three or four times a season. So this would have been a good one to get Watford and Bournemouth out of the way on Wednesday night, but instead they have gone for Newcastle and Man United. For this, as I've already touched on, I'm going to go for both teams to score. Up next, it's Chelsea versus Southampton, where Chelsea are one to three favourites, seventeen to three to draw, and ten to one Southampton. This is a similar price to what we just got Man City to win at Southampton. Um, Eden Hazard comes to this game on fire now. He has scored four goals in his last five games in all competitions, and that means, and that also includes not scoring in the last game against Crystal Palace. So you'd think he would be due here. Um, he's certainly in consideration for me for for fantasy captaincy this week. Um, I think Eden Hazard does score. I'm going to make that a part of my bet because we can't actually take Chelsea as the bet here. I also like Chelsea to win to nil at 11 to 10 because they are showing that they are a solid defensive side. But I just have a feeling that because of the run that Hazard's on, he's going to get on the score sheet here. And Hazard to score and Chelsea to win is available plus money at six to five. And I like that bet for this game. Not too much more to add here. Chelsea should win this game and this should be something to bolster parlays. Um, and I think that's that, that's it's nothing more than that really for me. Up next, you have Huddersfield versus Burnley, where Huddersfield are eleven to ten, twenty-one to ten to draw, and twenty-nine to ten on Burnley. This one for me could have been a lock because now that Heaton's back in goal, it all of a sudden looks like the the Burnley defence are organised now that that calamity, Joe Hart, is out of goal. I know we're only going by one result where they've beaten West Ham 2-0, but I do honestly think that the defence will be a lot better. Huddersfield don't score goals either. They've only scored 12 all season. They've only scored four at home. This is at Huddersfield and we are getting under two and a half goals here at 8-13. Nothing more to say here. That is a really good bet and we don't need to elaborate on this tea, on this game anymore. It's a six-pointer between two teams that are in relegation trouble that don't score a lot of goals. Of course, we're going to go under here. Up next, West Ham versus Brighton, where the West Ham bubble burst, no pun intended, again. Um, after going on that win of, of going on that run of four wins, they were then beaten away to Watford. They then bounce back and upset Southampton and then go away to Burnley and lose. So, they kind of, for me, fall into that Leicester-Everton category where you just don't know what you're going to get at West Ham. I think all those three teams are equal and you can add Wolves to that as well. I think they're the next best four teams after the, the standard top six. I think they're the next four. I know Bournemouth and Watford are punching above their weight, but I think on paper, those four are better teams. So you would expect West Ham here just to come home, start a new year with a win against Brighton. I'm reluctantly going to pick it. And one thing that aids that is the fact that West Ham are coming off a loss and Brighton are coming off a win. And that's really it. But like the first pick on this podcast, Everton Leicester, this isn't a strong pick for me. West Ham are a better team on paper. They're in better form and um, they're coming off a loss and all of that does equate to me to West Ham coming here and winning this game but as I said there isn't much confidence for me in West Ham up next you got Wolves against Crystal Palace Wolves coming off the back of beating Tottenham away from home 
and uh, they've had a pretty decent Christmas. They've had a pretty decent run, got themselves up the table after a little blip, which saw them lose at home to Huddersfield, believe it or not. Um, they've certainly ridden that out and have come back to get some decent wins. They've, they've beaten Chelsea away. Um, of course, they had that massive win at Tottenham. They've even gone and got a draw at Arsenal uh, during this improvement of form. I would think that um, they would have enough here to beat Crystal Palace, but Crystal Palace are one of those weird teams, and there's a few in this league, that are better away from home than they are at home, so I'd be wary. Again, not a strong pick here at all. Um, I'm also leaning towards the under two and a half goals in this game. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think there's been a lot of goals in Palace games this season. I think Wolves are a bit more free scoring than them. We're getting this at um, 10 to 11 so it's 10 to 11 over 10 to 11 under I would lean the under but I'm going to take Wolves as the official pick the final game on Wednesday sees Manchester United travel to Newcastle where Man United are available at 3 to 5 Newcastle 17 to 4 and the draw is 3 to 1 Newcastle have had a little drop off since they've seemingly moved into position of safety I don't think they're in the relegation hunt anymore I think there's really only four teams that can go down although Rafa Benitez is is spouting off to the media that Newcastle need some kind of miracle to stay up. I disagree with him. They already have 18 points this season. They are quite far away from the the other teams around them. And I fully expect Newcastle to stay up. They got a decent one-all draw at Watford on Saturday. And um, I don't think they have any danger. The only thing that will be motivating them that this is Manchester United that they're playing. This used to be a big, big rivalry, especially in the mid-90s when Keegan and Ferguson were in charge. It isn't anymore. Uh, Man United are obviously the superior team. Newcastle are obviously just trying to stay in the Premier League and are trying to get the club sold so they can have new owners so that they can possibly improve and do something. That's not happening for them at the moment. But I think Man United, with the form that they're showing, um, coming off the back of a 5-1 win, a 4-1 win and a 3-1 win, should be able to win this. I think another decent bet, though, there is both teams to score. You'll notice that both teams to score has cashed in all three of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's games in charge. He's playing a more expansive style, but it is allowing the opposition to get an odd goal against Man United. That is available at 4-5, but at 3-5, I'm taking Man United to continue this run going. As soon as Solskjaer was appointed, I looked at the first four games and said, we can win those and I said that we could win seven out of the first eight. The fifth game, which is away to Tottenham at Wembley, is going to be the tough one where I would settle for a point. But I'm expecting Man United to win here at Newcastle. The final game is the big one. Manchester City versus Liverpool, where Man City come into the game as even money favourites. It's 11-4 to the draw and it's 12-5 to on Liverpool. It's odd here. I'm going to obviously pick the game, but I'm going to give you another bet here as well. I still think that Man City will be able to win the league. They are available at 2-1, to one, and Liverpool at the moment are 4-6 to six or 4-7 to seven favourites. I think that's too short. I think there's still ground to be made up. Liverpool still need to go to Everton who hate them. They still need to go to Man United to hate them. And we still need to see this team do it 
in the final half of the season when the pressure's on in those last 10 games if they do have a lead going into Easter will they have the bottle to hold on we've never seen them do it before and until they do I'm still taking Man City at a massive price of 2-1 to one to still win this league but they will need to win this game and I think this could be the spot where Liverpool's unbeaten record goes I'm sick of them talking about themselves as invincibles they're not only talking about winning the league now they're talking about doing it unbeaten that will never ever ever happen Liverpool will will succumb to at least three losses this season and don't forget where you heard this I told you right here on December 31st that Liverpool will lose at least three games they may win the title they may not win the title my money's going on City as it is to win this game but Liverpool will not finish this season unbeaten they will lose at least three games nobody ends the Premier League unbeaten anymore Arsenal did it way back in 2005 and did it with a whole bunch of draws as well so even though it was an impressive feat it wasn't overly um, impressive because towards the end of that Arsenal were pretty much trying to um, to draw a lot of games sorry it was done in 2004 it was 2003-2004 I just checked and uh, I wanted to actually get the, um, the the standings of that of that league table to kind of justify my point. Twenty six wins and, and twelve draws, amounting to a total of of ninety points with a plus forty seven goal difference. Yes, it is impressive. But when you look at the fact that Man City broke the hundred point mark last year, um, you can see that Arsenal were trying to draw a lot of these games they, there was never a challenge for the league they're 11 points ahead of Chelsea who came second and 15 points clear of Man United that season who came third so they were protecting their Invincibles record not that that makes it any less impressive my point is is just simply that it will not be done again closing out the show with the lock dog parlay I've already given you my luck. It's Tottenham at Cardiff. Can't see any problems for Tottenham at Cardiff. It's a really good situational spot for us as well. So I'm I'm happy taking them there. The parlay, I'm going to ride Man United out and I'm going to add Arsenal and Chelsea to the parlay. £100 on it returns a decent return of 286. So I'll be definitely getting on that one. May make that official play on my website, lockbetting.com. That's for the dog. Nothing major stood out here. Um, but as I was going through, I did notice and I made mention of it that Bournemouth and Watford were both priced up at the same price. I think that then allows us to take Bournemouth to, to win this game. That would be one option. Um, but it kind of feels like that's cheating to kind of take a dog when it's not a real dog and two teams at the same price. I'll tell you what, let's alleviate that whole situation and let's take Burnley at Huddersfield. Uh, that's a big dog at 29 to 10. It's bigger than three to one in some places. I've just seen it at 31 to 10. Um, I think that Huddersfield are the worst team in the league, as I've said. They've only scored four goals at home. Burnley a decent team defensively, so they have a decent chance of winning that game. And that's a really big price to get Burnley to win at Huddersfield. I would say Burnley, despite the fact that they are in relegation trouble, they are still quite clearly a better team than Huddersfield in all areas of the pitch. So that concludes your first 
EPL show of 2019. As I said at the top of the show, Happy New Year to all of you guys. Let's hope that the good run keeps going. Let's hope especially that we extend that lock run. We need to get that one to 20 and 6 and Tottenham are hopefully the team to do it. The European show will return on lockbetting.com at the weekend because La Liga is back. So we're going to try and just do it with La Liga. So it'll be a short one, but slowly those European teams will be coming back and the European show will be introduced. Go and purchase a betting package at lockbetting.com. We've just had the third month in a row that's cashed over £2,000. So three months in a row where we've won over two grand. Go and have a look at the package. Just go and have a look because there's free bets on there as well. The two free bets for the NFL both won yesterday. We took the Chicago Bears half-time line of plus three. In the end, they won outright and covered the the overall number easily. I didn't know that they were going to play their starters for the full game. That's why I took the half-time line. Still won. And we took the Indianapolis Colts as a free play, minus four, covered easily. So there are free plays on there as well. So go and have a look. And the PL is available for everybody to have a look at. So if you think, oh, this guy's coming on here and he's saying he wins two grand every month, go and have a look at the PL. And we use a Patreon page, so it's a community. So everybody there yeah, can leave comments and if I was in any way making up these numbers, the patrons would simply comment at the bottom of the thread and, and dispute it. It's undisputable. The 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 website is winning over £2,000 a month for the last three months. And it's significantly more than that as well. It's 2437 2293 And I believe as I'm doing this, we're just over the £2,300 mark. Don't want to give that as a final figure because we still have bowl games today as I record this to play. So we'll see what we finish on at the end of the day. But obviously I needed to get this podcast out ASAP. That's it from me. You know where to find me. As always, good luck with all of your bets. The next time you'll hear from me will be on the NFL show this week. I will be calling in and doing my lock dog parlay on there as a recording so you can hear me on the NFL show as me and Ryan Kramer can't seem to pull away from each other despite the fact he's only landed three I'm now at four four and one I keep picking the winners but keep picking teams that can't seem to cover the spread and they seem to be miles ahead and chucking the spread away it's happened to me two weeks in a row with the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens so hopefully this week wildcard week we do manage to nail that we do manage to pull away and we do manage to get Kramer doing the forfeit of wearing the Green Bay Packers jersey listen to my picks they will be on the regular NFL show show that's it from me guys as always good luck with all of your bets and thanks for listening Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.